Hi there, you're listening to the Guitar Speak podcast. My name is Matt Wakeling, and thank you so much for joining me for episode number 104 with UK indie musician Nathan Ball, who is currently touring Australia just about at the end of a, of a really solid bunch of dates. Nathan's stuff is beautifully guitar driven, um, indie pop with some folk and electronic leanings in there as well. And it was really great to catch up with him. Let's jump straight into our interview with Nathan Ball. Nathan Ball, welcome to the Guitar Speak podcast. Thank you very much. Good to be here. Great to have you. Now, as we speak, I think you've got three more dates on your current Australia tour, but you've been pretty much here um, all of 2019 to date. <laughs> I have, actually. That's a good point. I haven't been home yet. Um, but it's been an absolute dream, yeah. I don't want to go home, to be honest. That's great. You've picked a great time here. You're from uh, London's your hometown, I guess we should we should note. So you've picked a good time to get to Australia, I guess. Yeah, I picked up. I've been speaking to mates back home and they say it's been snowing and <laughs> there's me sending them pictures from the beach. It's, <laughs> it's awesome. Good bragging rights. Now, this is not your first Australian tour, is it? Uh, it's my first tour, but I've been, I've travelled here a lot before. Okay. I think it's like the fifth time I've been over. But okay, yeah, cool. First time I've played shows here. Nice. And you've been touring with Ziggy Alberts. Um, what can you tell us about about those dates? Uh, it's been amazing. It's uh, It's been quite surreal, really, for my first shows in Australia. To be, I think the entire tour was sold out weeks in advance. And we've done everything from, I think our smallest was a 200 cap. And then we did 5,500 in Melbourne a couple of nights ago. So Fantastic. we've had a bit of everything, really, and travelled east coast and west and south it's, it's been amazing yeah yeah excellent so good so good and i think i've caught you on a well-deserved couple of days off before um those final three gigs come up <laughs> yeah it's uh, i was pretty cooked after we had <laughs> melbourne and then got about three hours sleep and then we were on a plane up to sydney and we played the roundhouse um which is another big one and yeah yeah and then uh, managed to finally get some sleep last night, uh, which which was much needed. I think. <laughs> Good for you. Good for you, man. Now the um, the tour comes on the back of um, All or Nothing, so a single release late uh, in 2018. And I think whilst you've been out here, you, you've released another single called Call It Love. Now. What can you tell me about the songwriting process for for those songs? Were they well? I guess I should ask first. Were they written in the same batch of songwriting, or was songwriting a continual sort of thing for you? Uh, it's it's all yeah. It's a continual thing, really. Um, I think "Call It Love" was actually written before "All or Nothing." Okay. Um, I "All or Nothing" was actually weirdly a kind of an amalgamation of a few different ideas I had, and there's this kind of middle eight at the end. Uh, it was actually a chorus kind of thing to a song I'd previously written, and I was like, oh, I'm not sure the song works, but there's something in that. And then ended up writing the verse to All or Nothing, and then the chorus kind of came out. And suddenly I started singing that middle eight bit, and I was like, ah, oh, it's kind of it's found its purpose. But I think it was like two years later, which is quite strange. Uh huh. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's. Uh, quite heavily inspired by we spent the summer kind of hooked on the war on drugs and bands like that and I think you can hear the kind of influence in the drum beats and potentially the guitars coming through there 
Um, so yeah, it was, uh, and then we recorded it in uh, down in Cornwall. Uh, a mate very kindly lent us his house, and I set up a studio with Max, my guitarist and producer. And uh, yeah, we just lived the dream really, down by the sea, worked late into the night, and surfed in the day. It was absolutely amazing. <laughs> That's awesome. That's the way to do it, folks. If you're listening at home, that's the way to make a record. <laughs> Very cool. So that was um, so that was all or nothing. Is that the session for that you're you're referring to there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cool. And then uh, call it love was that was quite a funny one actually. We Max was living in London in this. He had this very small room and bedroom and we set up a few things in there and we decided we needed more and more things and there were kind of tape delay machines coming in and big keyboards and suddenly there wasn't enough room for his bed anymore. <laughs> so uh, he took one for the team and moved his bed into the garage <laughs> Awesome. and uh, started sleeping in the garage, but winter hits pretty hard back home and he started getting ill. And uh, <laughs> so the dream was over, but we managed to record the song and yeah, really happy with how it's come out. It sounds great. Yeah, it's fantastic. There's, um, there's lots going on there. The I guess listening to your more recent stuff, so I guess including songs like Waste of Time and Cold Hands, um, you seem to have mastered writing songs with great guitar hooks, um, these great up upbeat songs but with tinges of melancholy and uh, electronica, maybe as opposed to some of the earlier stuff I've heard, like the Footprints EP where I guess your folk and your, your roots influences are a little more explicit perhaps. What... I don't know if this is too big a question, but what's what's been the the process for you or the journey for you as a songwriter, Nathan? Like infusing you know all these different elements and then coming out with your own your own thing with it. Yeah, I think I, well, yeah, initially just started out as one man and a guitar playing a bit of folk music, and that's what I wrote, and that's what I was playing live, and then always had dreams of it becoming more of a kind of band project and. Met Max, who well, met Max years ago through a friend down on holiday in Devon, in the southwest of the UK, and we ended up hooking up again and just hit it off immediately. And we've been playing together ever since. And the way our kind of styles meet is is the sound you hear. Really, he's an unbelievable guitarist, and and he knows exactly what I'm trying to create when he's producing. And so, yeah, it's been a really kind of insular process, really. It's just been me and him tucked away in, in not even studios. We just like to set up all his stuff. And so, yeah, somewhere between between mine and his styles is, is the kind of newer sound you hear. Okay. And, uh, but, yeah, I'm, I actually listen to a lot of – I'm a huge house music fan, and uh, I think that's where the – electronic elements come from we play mm -hmm. with a lot of synthesizers now and got pretty hooked on those and i think as we progress we'll keep exploring that avenue a bit more i think sure sure um i guess perhaps that inspires some of the, your production aesthetic as well um again the more recent work there's lots of beautiful uh layers layering of guitars predominantly but yeah some more of those synth sounds as well how do you divide up guitar parts because again i guess with your folk background and some of the live shows of 
other gigs videos I've seen you know you are often finger picking so that's a fairly direct line to the folk kind of thing and Max is doing some more textual stuff is is it a simple division of guitar parts for you guys when you're writing and producing yeah it's um yeah there's never any arguments about that it's, <laughs> I think I'm a very unorthodox guitarist actually I uh I just taught myself and yeah, finger picking is my kind of, yeah, from the folk roots, I guess. And that's always been my style and how I write music. And then Max is just the king of the lead guitar, really. So <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, we leave our parts well alone and <laughs> stick to our, <laughs> stick to our strengths. <laughs> that's great. Now I love it. Um, in, in call it love, um, there's some just really just subtle, but, just beautiful textures that you're weaving in and out of different sections. So every like every new verse or chorus uh, for that, and and for all or nothing, I, I guess as well. There's um, there's some new ear candy going on. Some um, like the trem guitars in the chorus of Call It Love are really beautiful, and um, like some cool reverbs and things. What um, what what tools are you drawing on for that? What guitars are you playing in the studio? Uh, we're based actually on Fenders. Um, I've got a little Fender Tele. Fender Tele Deluxe, uh-huh. and uh, Max plays a, a jazz Fender Jazz, and uh, we're both chucking through a twin reverb amp, and and yeah, it's a pretty simple setup really. I use a couple of I use a TC Electronics delay, um, and then yeah, Max chucks his through a huge reverb <laughs> and a huge reverb delay pedal and. I think he's got. I think at one point his distortion pedal broke, so he borrowed mine, and then it ended up working. And I think he's got them both in the chain now, so he's <laughs> got some double distortion going on there. But uh, no, it's a pretty sweet sound, really, where they where they meet. There's a lot of kind of atmospheric reverb delay stuff going on. Um, but now I'm glad you picked up on the textures on the on the little parts. We. Uh, because when you listen to them through speakers when we're recording them we're really happy with them and then you end up listening through a phone and you're like ah has that got lost yeah where is it so so that's good oh for sure yeah beautiful textures with um i'm not sure then if it was you or max but in verse two of call it love there are these weird harmonic things going on um i think it's a guitar i think it's a guitar um (laughs) I don't know if you know the part I'm, I'm referring to. There's um, there's just lots of great stuff for, for listeners who dig in and yeah, and get some headphones for sure. Um, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. good. Yeah, I'm not sure what part that is actually. I imagine it's guitars. We layered up a fair few. And, yeah, cool. And uh, yeah, there's a couple of synth pads in there, but I'm pretty sure that the guitars they actually through tons of reverb and a few layers they kind of formed this really nice synth sound themselves. So. A lot of it, a lot of the kind of synth pads yeah, are actually sure. just layered guitars. And, Beautiful. And you're just catching the tail of the reverbs in there. It's great. It's great. And then the crosstalk between those tracks and all that sort of thing, it just becomes this big, um, yeah, just warm, warm sort of thing. It's very, very cool. Um, awesome. What about tunings? Are you, are you using any altered tunings in, in your writing? I used to. I used to write in drop D a lot. Oh, okay, um, yep. And... Actually, Ziggy plays a lot of very strange tunings, and he plays, unfortunately, he plays a left-handed guitar, and so I've been trying to play his acoustics <laughs> on the road because I've only got 
one electric out here. And okay. when we've got a day off, I feel like playing, but I have to kind of somehow work his left-handed guitar. Um, <laughs> but he plays some wicked tunings, some really kind of funky ones. And so I'm looking forward to getting back and getting back in the studio and, and messing about with a few of those tunings because it certainly opens up a lot of kind of really nice melodies and yeah i'd like to explore that a lot more really sure sure now i've I've read that you've been um you've been touring really solidly i guess since about 2017 um and i i think i get the idea that, um things with max sort of hooked up roughly around there perhaps um how, do you get to write much on the road or do you, do you just need to to pull pull away by yourself to you know get that time or how does that work for you when you're t- solidly touring but obviously writing's a huge part of yeah yeah it's um it's been pretty wild few years of touring actually Mm -hmm. um been non-stop on the road since november um and we'll have done 42 shows once these three are done um so yeah looking forward i actually find it quite hard to write on the road i i always have a little notepad on the go with i write down any little ideas but that's mostly lyrical ideas um and I have a, on my phone just tons and tons of videos of me walking down the street singing into uh-huh. singing little melody ideas into them. So I dread the day I lose my phone and someone finds all these ridiculous <laughs> videos. <laughs> um, but someone very kindly lent me a studio the other day. So I went in and wrote a quick song. Um, but now I do find it quite hard to sit down and finish songs on tour. It's... Um, yeah, I guess because you're just permanently on the move, it's hard to sure. just really concentrate on it. But that's what sound checks are good for. You just run any ideas and have a little mess about. Nice, nice. Now, I've read um, that you've said the, you're inspired by your natural surroundings, um, the ocean being one example. Can you can you speak into that a bit? Yes. Yeah, uh, I spent a lot of time as, as a kid just messing about in the sea and up in the mountains we, I was hooked on surfing and snowboarding from the age of three, really. So I've spent most of my life just surrounded in nature, and I love the way that I just love the way the sea makes you feel really insignificant, and I find that really inspiring. Just I guess it reminds you of the order of things, and you feel you know that Mother Nature's boss. And I, my absolute dream is just tucking away in a little cottage while the storms are going nuts outside and for some reason that really inspires me i think it's i think it's just all the little kind of creaks you hear of storms going crazy and and howling winds blowing and the sea rushing i think that kind of epic sound is what comes through in our music really it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of darker and i think that's mostly what inspires me the, the darker kind of sounds I think that's why I'm struggling to write in Australia as well, really. It's too sunny and happy. <laughs> that's awesome. I need some wild storms and howling rain. <laughs> no, you guys have got it too good here. Huh? It, is, it is pretty good. Um, for our listeners too, um, Nathan just told me before the interview that he is chilling at Bondi Beach for a couple of days. So uh, most of you who are listening will know where that is and that's a pretty great spot to be hanging around. And yeah, there's not a lot of beautiful melancholia um, uh, music that's going to come out of that day today, I guess. So um, sorry about that. 
No, that's absolutely fine. I'm very happy at the moment. So. <laughs> Can't complain. You. Good for you. I'm heading to Europe in um, June, July this year, which is your summer. So I'm not yeah, sure nice. how that relates to our summer, but um, don't expect too much. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh, I'll bring yeah. jumpers as well. Bring some jumpers, yeah, and a raincoat probably. <laughs> okay. What happens once you leave Australia? I, I see you've got a lot of you got a European dates coming up. What's what does the rest of twenty nineteen yeah. look like? Um, we've got two weeks off, and then yeah, we're straight back to it. Really, we we're going to do the UK, Germany, and there's a few other European dates that we're just sorting out at the moment, and then then it'll be straight into festival season and. Uh, yeah, it's all go again. And actually, we're, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but we're coming back in December. Um, so there'll be a few headline shows oh, with the full band. Yeah, um, cool. Hopefully in Sydney and Melbourne. Yep. So stay tuned and we'll have to get you along to one. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. That'd be great. I think I was gigging the night, um, one of the nights you're in Sydney anyway. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, if that lines up, that'll be, that'll be fantastic. It'd be great to hear, it, hear this stuff live for sure. Excellent. Well, Nathan, thank you so much for your time. Really great to meet you, and I've been really digging the um, the, the new releases and um, and digging back through your back catalogue as well to get a bit more of a, a picture of who you are and, and um, I guess where you've come from and where it's all headed. So yeah, great to talk to you. Enjoy the rest of Bondi and um, safe travels back home. Thank you so much. Thanks for your time. All right, there you go, my conversation with Nathan Ball. Really great to meet him and discuss his work. Really fantastic stuff, beautifully written and produced and some really cool, subtle and and, and moving guitar things going on there as well. So check out Nathan's links. I've put them in the show notes for this episode so you can check out his music and upcoming dates, uh, including the, the final few of the current Australian tour and some upcoming dates in Europe as well. My thanks to Nick and Rob from Good Intent Publicity for helping line up this conversation. Really appreciate it, you guys. All right, that's about it. Remember to head over to guitarspeakpodcast.com to check out any of our previous 100-plus episodes with leading guitarists and guitar figures from all around the world. Also, our links to our social media and subscription options for the show are there as well. The show is always free to subscribe to with lots of ways to do that. So head on over to that site if, you're, if you've not done that already. Okay, thanks for joining me. My name's Matt Wakeling. You've been listening to the Guitar Speak podcast and I'll catch you next time. Bye now.